and welcome to Gender Nebulous, episode 27. I'm Victoria Hodges, and my co-host is... Miss Frida Wallace, as you should know by now, Victoria. As you should know by we now, do, We've done 27 of these damn things now. quite a lot. Yeah, so, we should know I mean, each other's names by now. So how was but, your weekend so far? Yeah, nice, relaxed, didn't do much, went out. <laughs> well, I did do a lot, actually, but uh, yeah, I went to a fetish club. My usual place mm-hmm. and had a bit of fun. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. In case that's uh, all you're allowed to say on the matter, to be honest. I, I don't. I don't want you to do any editing you don't want to do. So thank you. Thank um, I'll say I had a bit of fun with uh, a few people. Let's say that. <laughs> okay. Well, yesterday I was in Blackpool, um, at Blackpool Winter Pride. Wow. And it was it was it was really good actually. I've never been into the Winter Gardens. Thing before, thing. It's a beautiful um, place. It's a beautiful building, especially the old, um, mm. you know, like the big room, the big dance hall room, whatever yeah. you call it. That yeah. the floor in there is amazing. Well, that's where they do Strictly. No, Strictly's done in Blackpool Tower. Ballroom. Is it? All right, not, it not the Winter Gardens ballroom. All right, but it's very similar, similar kind of style. Mm. It's huge. You wouldn't, you wouldn't expect it to be so big. Anyway. That was where the stage was, and they had a couple of areas where they were doing a youth pride and then like the normal ride, and they had a load of, load of stalls and things. So mm. I, I spent most of the day giving out um, non-binary gingerbread people. Non-binary gingerbread so people. <laughs> my Fantastic. company, who was there, had purchased a 1,000 non-binary gingerbread people. I'm not sure why they thought a 1,000 was a good number. You know those massive big plastic trays they have for bread when you the yeah, bread delivery. Yeah. Right? We had six of those full of gingerbread people. Pallet, yeah, six pallets. Right. Um, six pallets of gingerbread. Six pallets of gingerbread. So, so did people. you? Was there? Was it very busy? Was it? Was it? It was. There was a lot of people coming through. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I I kind of took it on as a mission to get rid of all the gingerbreads. Mm. So anybody who's coming past was. You know, I thrusted a pile of gingerbread at them. And, uh, yeah, we seem to get through yeah. the pile. By the end of the day, I've all the pallets are empty. A, I've always had a weird relationship with Blackpool. Because, like, Blackpool, like, it's it's like seen as, like, the they call it the pleasure centre of the north and all this. It's like the Las Vegas of the north. But it is, oh, gosh, it's It's like, not the Las Vegas of the north. I, I, I mean, call it. I don't know if you've ever to, been to Las Vegas, but it's nothing like Blackpool. <laughs> If I was to describe Blackpool to somebody who'd never been to Blackpool, I'd say it's like imagine Lost Boys, but on benefits. <laughs> Actually, That's I was quite like. I was quite surprised because <laughs> I've, I've never been into Blackpool on the train before, from where I live. Yeah. So yeah, there used to, well there used to be a show called Life on Benefits. You know, with this kind of like poverty porn and uh, this kind of thing that channel. What are you they, talking they, about, like, Benefit Street? Yeah, something like that, and 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 one of them was Blackpool, and I was like, oh my, because because there's so much, you know, well, the back. I tell the you, I've not been there Black- recently, but there's there's a lot of investment going on in Blackpool. Um, so well, you get into the train station, uh, as soon as you come out of the train station, there's a brand new holiday holiday inn being built, mm. which I guess I mean those hotels are not cheap to build, are they? So, well, so it looks like a really nice one. Right opposite a massive Sainsbury's, which looks quite. Quite modern, oh, and then as you as you're walking down towards the sea, because you can see there's a lot of invest a lot of investment going on, and in yeah, in the Winter Gardens there's a big there's a big new conference mm. center there as well. 
That's so, yeah, well, I've got. They are investing money. See though. a show called Bargain Loving Brits by the Sea. It's a sort of kind of reality reality TV show on Channel 5. And my friend has a shop in Blackpool called The Horror Crypt. And they sell like all sorts of, you know, movie memorabilia and horror-themed toys and things like that. And they have a little calf. And, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's what Blackpool is, isn't it? I think Blackpool is the only town in the UK where you can you you can buy toffee, a dildo, and a gun in the same shop. <laughs> Why would you want that combination? I don't know. Well, that's but... that's what it's like. <laughs> Have you ever been to Funny Girls? The the um. Yeah, I got a friend who worked there for a while. Yeah. Yeah, his. I mean that that is very close to where the event was yesterday. Yeah. Did you go? I have been to Funny Girls once. Um, it was it was a really good show, and they have a really good restaurant in there too. It was, I was a bit wary of going to that originally because I'm not really sure about um those kind of shows, the drag shows. Well, it, yeah, I mean it's a drag show, but it's I wasn't sure how I'd how, if I'd like it or not. But it was great. It yeah. was really. It I think, was good. Well, I, I can understand you see because they're playing to a very straight cis heteronormative audience, aren't yeah. they? When yeah. in Blackpool, so so they see drag queens. It's kind of removed from its political and, and you know, there's that thing where some people confuse drag with trans, and I, yeah, I, I, kind I, of, I, I try I, and avoid I, that. I don't mind that. I just don't care about that. What bothers me is when straight people just only see us as drag because they, 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 if yeah. they only ever see drag queens, and then you don't see the difference. They, they, you'll see turfs weaponizing that, and mm. and they'll, they'll show pictures of drag queens and say, "Look at these trans activists." It's like, well, no, they're they're creative people. Whatever they are, they're not. I mean, political. it's a it's an act, isn't it? It's a form of art, mm. uh, and it's it's great. There were there were some. But well, speaking of trans activists, I've got to say, you know, as we speak, there's quite a large protest going on in uh, Glasgow at the moment. Yeah. Um, with um. It, there's a fairy convention and then the tra- you mean a fairy convention fairy convention not fairies as in like <laughs> hairy fa- fairies la- fairies like fairy godmother fa- furries am i saying it right and uh yeah. and uh and they do like a, a cabaret for trans rights and at the same time one of our quite well-known little turfy People, Kelly J. Keen is up there with a little gaggle of reprobates, and it's. I mean, I, I I had a look at the Twitter feeds earlier. It seems pretty, you know, unless something's happened while we we're talking, it seems quite calm, and the police are managing it. But um, everything that you hear from the see the way I see it is. Those people that support trans rights understand that they don't opt, opt in to be in trans, where people who support Kelly Keane very much opt in yeah, to be in anti- choice to opt in to be it's a, a, yeah. anti-trans. And they it? might they might dress it up as standing for women and feminism and women's spaces and all that, but really, when you strip a layer of that away, a very thin veneer of that away, the core of it is an authoritarian stance on the idea of gender nonconformity and that's what it comes down to it's not just just not just about trans they don't like non-binary they want to associate us with groomers and that is their whole rhetoric i would have liked to have gone up to and it's um, and, and it's, 
I, I would add it's the, it's it's partly due to the good work of people like Paul Bloomer, who who will be on. He's gonna we're gonna put upload that podcast soon. But Paul Bloomer, he 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 has he's putting things together for the police so they understand when people when these anti-trans people complain that where, where it's coming from it, it's not coming from a good place they're not they don't have any genuine concerns they just don't like trans non-binary and people mm. that don't fit into gender stereotypes <clears throat> so i mean we'll, we'll see what happens with the protests but i mean there's there's the, the yeah. anti-trans thing that's being organized by mm. ozzy parker and then there's, I think there's a couple of trans process going on. Or I mean, there's there's the furries was, who are supporting I mean, the cabaret against what was it? Cabaret against hate speech, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the way I see it, they're not. It's not even a protest. It's just a celebration of trans and non-binary and gender non-conforming people, people that don't agree with the Westminster. Uh, decision to try and block the GRA, that that to me, it's not. It doesn't have to be a protest. It's no, but factual. I think the furries were there for a convention of some sort, and yeah, they've I'm... agreed to join in with the cabaret mm. people but, but as they... an anti-protest against the mm. Ozzy Park stuff. Yeah, but the 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 main thing for me is it's a celebration and it's a joyous occasion, yeah. and 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 I think that's what's coming off. And I think the the people of Glasgow. When, as a whole, when they look at that, they'll see that the trans people, the the people campaigning campaigning for our rights, are the good people. They they they're not trying to hurt anyone. That they they're, they're not rebels. They're not anarchists. They're not you know they're not some kind of rebel alliance. <laughs> they just they're just genuine people that understand that people need freedom of expression and they should be supported in that. And the hate crimes uh, should be listened to uh, and uh, reported. Now, when somebody like Kelly J. Keane rolls into town with a little circus, uh, she she's not from Scotland. She doesn't know anything about those people. She doesn't understand those marginalised communities and the disenfranchised, you know, the, the lack of funding into mental health, the lack of funding into women's um, services. She doesn't give a toss about that. She gives a toss about selling T-shirts. She gives a toss about getting people to subscribe to her website. And to me, Kelly J. Keene is nothing but a businesswoman that's figured out a way to, 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 I mean, she's also ego driven. You can tell she's always talking about winning, but, they they will she will run out of energy before the world runs out of trans people. Um, so. <clears throat> and that's the that's just the fact of it. When 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 she's 70 years old and she's if she's still rolling around uh going men can't have penises, then you know well well, well there's no value to that because it doesn't mean anything. I'm sure your friends uh, Susan Smith's gonna be there too. Oh yeah, well they help fund her. Obviously, they they totally back Kelly Keane because the Four Women Scotland group was part. One of the founding members was uh, Magdalene Burns, who's who you know they see as a bit of a. Yeah, when I say when I say your friend, I'm being sarcastic, obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. I know. I know you mean because yeah. I spoke. This I've, is somebody I've, watching you might not realize. I've uh, I've had a few spats with her on, um, uh, let's say, the entertainment wing of news TV. 
yeah, if there is such a thing. <laughs> hmm. I'm the yeah, so are you ready to get into this week's topics? There's quite a few, actually. I am. Come on, let's, ready? let's roll. Okay, so let's get into, let's get into the, the meat magic of potatoes. Yes, I will shrink us down to our smaller selves. Ooh. There we go. And I will bring in our first topic, which is, um, it's a good news story. But it's it, there's a bit of a weird thing about this one, so I'll just bring it up. So there it is. <laughs> this was, um, it's Finland's parliament have yeah. passed a long-awaited amendment yeah. to Finland's transgender law. Mm. So <clears throat> uh, they've had a vote in parliament over there, and yeah. they've voted 113 to 69 in favour of making changes to the nation's transgender laws. 17 yeah. MPs were absent from the vote. Uh, no abstentions. The result means that transgender individuals can legally change their gender by self-declaration, self-declaration note, um, yeah. without having to undergo a lengthy medical process, including a psychiatric assessment, as under the previous law. The changes will also see the abolition of a requirement that transgender people must be unable to reproduce. Now that is the the bit that kind of got my attention. Previously, they had a law which, you know, there was a requirement for trans transgender people to be unable to reproduce. Now, why on earth would any country have a law mm. that says transgender people have to be sterile? Mm. Yeah, that's very... That's transition. A, that's, I mean, that's, that's like that's that's very trying to eliminate trans people, isn't it? Well, it's trying to say that you're less... It, it, or is it saying that if trans people produce children, there'll be, there'll be something wrong with those children? What are, they, what are they saying with that? I mean, well, what is well, it's demonization and it's, it's, it's it, it, totally de dehumanizing. It's like they used to say this about, you know, any like we we need to stop the the prevalence of any kind of minority based on the fact that it's a threat. You know, that's what it comes down to. They think if if you if you're gonna if you stand by laws like that, then you're actually agreeing to say that being trans could you know destroy society you know and it's yeah, like it's bizarre. So oh, under it's Finland's like... previous laws transgender people were required to provide a medical certificate proving they are sterile in order to legally confirm their true gender that unless is, it's to do with the med that is some, there are people in this country well we know there are who say that the only call it like the, the reason they don't like this self-id thing is because they want to control the autonomy, like the 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 perception of someone's self in the social world. So they'll put the because because it because we know even though we we go along with the gender clinic, we got but when they say things like to us like oh you've got to live in role for two years, you've got to it's like says who you know what mm. what what is the barometer for that? There isn't exactly. one. I don't know how to be a woman no matter no more than I know how to be a man. Those things are not decided by me. These are social, economic, um, and can you imagine well, if you had a rule like that for any other group of people? Well, you, well, they did. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm know. talking about nowadays, not in the past. I, I mean, mean this, some, this law has only just been changed in now. some country. In some country, but this is the thing, right? Europe as a whole, right? Could, could, right. You'll have to you'll have to go with me on this little thought train now, because I was I I'm what I've observed the way politics have shifted since Brexit, right? 
Now, the Brexit supporters will say, ha-ha, we're free now. We don't have to agree to European laws and conventions. And, and it's better for everybody because we've got our, our, our... We are autonomous as England now, right? But they see Europe... Uh, the, 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 those people see Europe as a threat because they know Europe as a whole is progressive in our favour. So when they see Scotland... Doing the same thing, oh fucking hell! This is a bit close to home. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit, it's a bit too close to Carlisle for my liking, and uh, and that's why it's frightening Westminster because they know this self ID laws, self declaration. If that goes goes ahead in Scotland and it's fine, there'll be no problem like it did in Ireland. There's no increase in any of these threats that they perceive. They won't have a leg to stand on when it comes to the UK, at the, at, to England, Westminster. When that goes to the the board or goes to the, the Human Rights Commission, but well, the, the 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 question will be: so what what what's the problem? And the if the only problem is, oh, we just don't like trans people, then they don't stand up. Like Caroline Noakes sees right through this because, like, you know. I mean, she's my favourite Tory. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that is our that is our next story. Actually, the the session they had at the Women's Inequalities Committee on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, let me just bring that one up. Was this the one? So this where... is um, this is where Labour our, MP our Kate Osborne Robin. was blasting the Tory government for playing politics with trans people's lives. Oh yeah. So on, I think it was Tuesday this week. There was a mm. no Women Inequalities. A committee meeting held. Um, I think it was like two hour long, and they were they were talking about the Scottish gender bill. Yeah. Um, the who was who was on the board? Um, well, it's, it's uh, Lord Falconer, Robin, Falconer. Wa- our friend Robin White, Naomi yeah. Cunningham, Naomi Naomi Cunningham. For she calls herself legal feminist on Twitter, but I can't find the feminist bit anywhere. And Michael Foran, who I call the Ed Sheeran of transphobia. <laughs> I think I think he's part of. I think he's related to something at Tufton Street. To be honest. Oh yeah, def- probably all are. To be honest, yeah, might be might be speculating there. The interesting like, in for, that. for 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 people that didn't see this, um, but it was a very interesting thing to watch. Did you, did you watch it? Yeah, I I watched it all the way yeah, through, and I was. know people don't watch these. I mean, it's really it's really boring and tedious. Obviously, you know. Well, if you're interested in law, it's quite interesting because Lord Falconer and and yeah Moira mm. did a good a good but job. There were two really interest two really interesting moments in it for me, and the one where they say they were trying to say that self ID would make it easier for men to identify into women's spaces and lord falcon is saying we we have safeguards already we do dbs checks it it wouldn't make any difference it, it, even with a self-id it wouldn't bring any you know what i mean it's it's not we it doesn't create criminals the, the law does not create criminals it punishes criminals so if you were a kind of person that would do that you'd be trying to do it anyway you wouldn't be waiting for the government to sanction it you wouldn't be waiting for a, a document yeah. to arrive at your doorstep exactly. before you decided to be an abuser and poor naomi cunningham i felt sorry for her because she was just losing it 
and 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 she had to draw on this threats the idea and she kept saying this phrase chilling effect the chilling effect of that i i googled that chilling effect thing and it's something that i said that it was mentioned in a lot of turfy posts this and 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 uh what what she said she was going on this you know a bit of a ramble about you know any man can identify into women's spaces and then uh, Caroline Noakes, the chair, mm-hmm. uh, leans forward. Oh, because she was talking about smear tests. And she was saying, yeah, well, it, it, it causes a problem because men are being sent for smear tests. And she leans forward and said, what about trans men? Yeah, exactly. And th- there was there was a pause. It was like you could you could slice the air with a knife and you could see Naomi coming and go, God, I didn't think of that. How could, think... you, how could you and, not know that? And she looks at Michael Foran and she's like, help me out, Michael. Just embarrassing so, for them. So the legal feminist had to get a man to try to dig her out of that hole she's put herself in. And then and... they were trying to say that there's no kind of services that you would ever need, which would, you know, are used by women and trans women. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and what, well, and, what about Rob... breast screening? That's used by... Yeah, yeah. and Rob... And Robin White was right to point out that 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 Theresa May had already put into place before all the Brexit nonsense and all the Boris Johnson nonsense. Uh, Theresa May had already made steps to make this yeah. change. And well, the and previous Robin, version of the Tories was all in favour of doing all this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the it current was Tories only, are against it. It was only because. I wonder why they changed their mind? Mm. Because because they filled. The, they filled Westminster with people they wanted to make Brexit happen. Yeah. And unfortunately, the kind of people that want to make Brexit happen are the worst people among us. They're Suella Braverman. Mm. They're not, uh, Kimmy, the Bad- Kimmy Badenoch. They're, so, uh, you know, hey, and, hey, any number, not to pick on the women too much there, but that they're, they're the ones that stand out to me because they're the most vocal to do with the trans because they're used i think they their voices are used more frequently because they'll say well they're women and they're ethnic women so you know they, they obviously know about equalities well, so kate, know, i think kate elsborn asked some really interesting questions she was she was kind of you know she was mm. posing several questions to the witnesses yeah. uh osborne represents jarrow um yeah. and she was one of 11 Labour MPs who voted against the Section Thirty Five mm. thing. So you know she's she's like one of them who actually stood up and voted, you know, in favour of trans people. The rest of the Labour Party didn't bother. Um, well, we, so well, I have a lot of respect. I have a lot of respect for Kate. Um, I, I think for me, it's no longer party political because I don't see Keir Starmer and I don't see the ranking people in the Labour Party standing up for us. While I might like the general direction of Labour, and I, and I would probably vote Labour if it came push came to shove, um, I don't have a lot of faith, personally speaking, in what I've heard from Keir Starmer, and that uh, there's not enough. It's it's not enough to say to to ignore it. You have to come out and say, look, this is bollocks. You're actually hurting people here, and nobody's doing that for us. There's no political party that sits around that dispatch box that says, shut up about trans people, you bloody weirdos. Because that's what we need. We need somebody to say, we stop going on about this. Yeah, we do. You know, it's not that, in, 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 the, in the scheme of things, 
this marginalised community, that you're making more marginalised by completely talking about them all the time as if there's some kind of threat, while you're doing that, you're not paying attention to some really... I nearly swore then. So, to some, you know, so you're not yeah. paying attention to some really... My mum's worried about a gas bill. My, you know what I mean? She's not worried about if trans women are going for a wee. And that's what it comes down to for me. So one, of Kate's, to know... uh, one of Kate's statements was, I just wanted to say that I think that many people, including myself, see the government and others playing politics with trans rights and the issues around it. I think the fear-mongering and the hostile environment reminds me of the days that I was fighting Section 28 in the 80s. So, yeah, yeah. she's bang on with that. Exactly. Because it's another way for them to sort of gatekeep the the idea that there's one version of society that they want and there's another version that they find threatening. And that, yeah, that's now, what it is. Okay, so Labour then. What do you think about Labour's current position on trans rights? They seem to be a bit wishy-washy. They didn't vote for us in that in that vote on the whether they should, you know, use well, Section 35, apart from those 11 we just kind of spoke about. I don't know. I just, I think because the the, the problem is that they know this is, they, they, I think there's part of it is they know this is a culture war, media-driven thing. So, it, so if Keir Starmer starts making statements about like if if, if Keir Starmer said trans women are women right he's, he would be destroyed. No he said that he has but, said that but no but as he but said then he, that then he fails to back it up but I don't think he I, it's not well okay what I'm, what I'm saying is if like say if he went on to Laura Koonsberg and like said what I just said look we need to stop at least stop wasting time with this issue. That's not to say that the trans rights activists and trans rights campaigners shouldn't be listened to. It's just the need to get some perspective on on real life. Because yeah. like the more he's just, we you know he's the a more professional we, he's a professional right. fence sitter, isn't he? So well, he I'll just needs to Right. One thing that annoys me come up and uh the more stop we sitting on the fence, make some proper decisions. Yes, yeah, the fence sitter. So so it's it's a bit controversial for me to say, but I think some trans people are so entrenched in this debate now, and I am, and and I'm guilty of it. Is we we stop seeing the bigger picture because most people in this country don't give a toss. It's not they don't. It's not that they hate us. It's not that they don't have empathy with people that have our experience because. If you if you if they watched a documentary about a trans person, they probably wouldn't go and cry. <laughs> you know, if there was a reality TV show about me and you, Vicky, they'd be all on board with it. But it, <laughs> but the problem is, most people in the Unlikely. country who are going about the daily lives, you know, they they're doing the jobs. They don't have time to worry about whether trans people can identify as the gender they are. And and that's just a fact of it. And I'm really sorry that that's not to say that those efforts are wasted of of activists. It's me saying that we need this is personal now, right? Because I'm gonna stop arguing. I, I can't keep going on to radio shows and I can't keep going on to TV shows and defending my right to be who I am. You know what I mean? I'm not that I don't identify as trans, I identify as female and freedom. Yeah, 
Oh, it's but exhausting. That, I, I, know, I know it's exhausting. If but, I, but I'm happy to talk about it on, yeah. in good faith. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody said, because my experience is unique, uh, maybe, and everybody else's. So, so maybe I have got something to share, but it has to come from a good place. It can't come from right. So there's a there's a trans rapist now in a, a ladies' prison. What do you think about it? I'm like, I don't give a toss. I, do, I you know what? It's none of my business, and and I'm not part of that debate because I identify as trans. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, trans people shouldn't be expected to provide all the answers all the time to these. It's too. It's too it's much. Too, it's too much like weight to show. It's a lot too much, of yeah. responsibility on the shoulders of individual yeah. trans the, people who are just trying to get on with their yeah. lives, and the politicians are not taking any responsibility. Well, it's like expecting us to be Atlas, you know, like, oh, right, well, this is your push, this is your issue. Yeah. What, what do you think about it? Oh, right, okay, whoa, so whoa. our next, our next <laughs> story here, Shadow Equalities Minister Annalisa Dodds has said Labour will not use LGBTQ plus rights as a political football. You know, this is just weeks after the party failed to oppose the Tories' uh, blocking of the Scotland gender reforms. So, you know, here's a here's a Labour Party person who's saying we're not going to be using trans people as as the political football, like you know, like the Tories exactly. do. But then they didn't yeah. vote. They didn't vote for us in this in this vote. You know, so well, why is that? You, like you either pause and it vote surprise what you, you? Do, or you don't make a choice. Stop sitting on the fence. Yeah. Just yeah. support, at least, at least be consistent and 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 say things. Because, you know, what? How many times do we listen to interviews with politicians, and we know they're just repeating something that is the party line, or are they just parroting something that they've been sent on WhatsApp? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. So, well, I mean, I, she's 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 promising that you know if Labour get in, that the Labour Party would seek to restore UK's reputation as a beacon of LGBT plus freedom and equality. I, I'm not convinced I, right. at the moment about Labour. No, and I care. The thing is, we know hate crimes are a real thing, and we know that this political discourse, like on Question Time, and uh, it harms us because it, like, when I go into work. I can sometimes tell who's read what in the paper that day because they'll say, oh, God, um, how do you feel about this, Frida? You know, there's been a, you know, trans woman in a prison. And and and, and, and I'm like, well, what realistic world do you think that, that it, you know, what do you think about it? You know, don't ask me what I think about it just because the news has got the word trans in the in the headline. Do you know what I mean? It's really, it's really exhausting. Because well, I mean, I think for me, you know, the only political party that's actually taking any responsibility and doing what they're supposed to do on this issue is, um, you know, Nicola Sturgeon's party. Well, that's why they hate her, the SNP. And this is why I'm going to say the Wizard Lady is very. See, to me, right, J.K. Rowling, I did say her name, is not necessarily bothered. Why would she be bothered about trans people? Well, I who think cares this... about J.K. Rowling anyway? I don't give a. But but what what? Well, what she the, the the point the bigger point I'm making is that she is amplified because she knows they they like say the the Daily Mail or whatever they know that she could potentially harm Nicola Sturgeon and they want to harm Nicola Sturgeon because they don't want Scottish independence. 
They don't want the SNP to have... It's, it's a point-scoring game all the time. So the story of I, Isla Bryson, the trans rapist, is a point... Is They don't care about women in women's prisons. They don't yeah. care about helping trans prisoners. They don't care about any of that. It's a political point-scoring well, it's just... that's they they're using both trans rights and women's rights as political footballs you know yeah 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 they do but like personally i i worry about like like trans people i know in manchester who, who are distressed and and i said don't just get on with it just do your life like you were going to do your life anyway uh you know people i i care about safety of trans people right so like that's why i that's why i think stuff the stuff like the Trans Safety Network is, if you if you're aware of that, you just look on Trans Safety Network, and they do really good research into the effects of the political climate. It's not about you know getting into the minutia of who said what and do who did this and 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 what's on question time. It's about what is actually filtering down to the street, and, and I think that's the most important thing for me. It's not about I mean, maybe I've got to that point now where I've just kind of like I, I just got to get on with my life. You know what I mean? I can't. I, 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 a few months ago, I was so entrenched and I was so uh, exhausted by. But I, I sort of realised I, I sort of voluntarily embroiled myself in certain arguments and certain. Do you know what I mean? Because I wanted, I wanted justice. I wanted. I wanted a, a solution. I wanted to try and talk to turfs. I wanted to try and bridge that mm. gap. And I, I just realized, you know, you'll never convince people who hate no. us not to hate us. Do you know what I mean? You'll never do that. I think what, what we need, we need governments and politicians to start behaving like adults. That's it. We? Yeah. That's yeah. But if, be, that would be nice. <laughs> you know, if you see, you know, Finland have just done what they did. And, yeah. There won't be any consequences. There won't be any negative consequences of that. We know this, and yet our lot. Mm. Yeah, well, so I would like it just to say on. that the ridiculousness goes like, on all the time. If, you, if you're listening to this and you feel like the whole fucking world is like, like if you watch Question Time, if you listen to these, just debates, go and so, go and look at some other countries and see what they do there, and yeah, see yeah, how exactly. simple and easy it is, and how these problems exactly. don't exist. And, and, you know, and, and 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 it's no wonder trans people think about moving to other countries mm. because we've. Well, just just remember that the, the the stuff you see on Twitter, the stuff that is this constant news cycle, isn't reality. It really, it really isn't. And 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 this is. I mean, if you want a good example of how crazy it is, did anybody watch Question Time this week? <laughs> well, I did. Our next little um, article here: Question Time descends into chaotic shouting match over Scotland's gender bill and trans prisoners. Mm. Mm. Indy Willoughby was on there. Did a great job. You see, I've got issues with India, and I have had issues with India because some of the stuff she said in the past, and I've been like, you know, India. But I mean, she was know. on there, pretty much, you know, a one woman mm. against but, the not only not only the other, well, not all of the other yeah. panelists, but some of the panelists. I think the majority were kind of against her. Well, they always they the always... audience was very. Yeah, yeah, but that, let's not forget. Fiona Bruce, Fiona Bruce, and the the production team 
for I mean the, the BBC people Fiona etc I think I mean no. do we really need to talk about them we know where they stand no no what I'm saying is the whole thing is staged managed oh yeah it's not it's not a debate where anybody can just chime in and anybody can just put their hand up and anybody can it's all they are not they know the questions that are coming they they decided the people that are going to ask them so what the BBC have done there and they're in Scotland is, with the show by the way this was done at the Strathclyde University in Glasgow yeah so so what they've done there is they've manufactured uh, 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 India Willoughby on this side and what she called Ella Whelan. Now, let me tell you something about Ella Whelan. Ella Whelan writes for Spiked Online, which is a, a venomously transphobic, you know, right-wing publication. They're very authoritarian. They believe in, you know, it's just very, it's it's very, it's like a comic for fascists, really. And it, and it, it would be funny if it didn't affect people but and then she's put against India Willoughby, right? Now, there's not one opinion over here and another opinion over here. What it is, it's a dog that doesn't like cats and a cat that doesn't like dogs. And the BBC have decided they're gonna learn something by putting them together. Oh, guess what? Guess what? They ain't gonna learn anything. And the, the people in the audience know that. And then they invite people in the audience to play along with that nonsense. But there, now, were, there were a couple will... of people in the audience who were really supportive of India. Well, the question... there, was, there was a couple of really unpleasant people in the audience who oh, they yeah, kind yeah, of focused yeah. on. Yeah, but they're the ones that they don't, they don't ask random people. They know how they want to play it. But this is not me saying there's a conspiracy. It's just the way production teams work. So, so because I've been in that situation, I've on the phone with production people. I know those they, they know how they're gonna, they know how they're gonna play it. So, so the the question I knew that was gonna come up is like, so what is a woman? Or, or, or yeah, the usual things. Well, that's not the argument. Nobody thinks. No, right. No, but I they use know. that situation to bring up usual points, don't they? Each time yeah, well, we have these what, well, yeah, kind of what, what, debates, let's call it, whatever, they yeah, always yeah. bring it up but, the same old points again and again and but, again. But but what Alla Whelan will do is she'll play to the worst people amongst us who believe that trans women are in completely denial of their biology. I don't know a single trans woman that doesn't understand the reality of the body well, yeah. where they, they could well like with some we kind know. of delu delusional thing but what we're saying is we won't be defined by our bodies and not being defined by your body is a basic tenant of feminism right so you're going to say there is a woman and this is defined by biology you're taking feminism back about 100 years because you, your only woman then is the one that can reproduce, right? Now, that's not me saying anything about or criticising the idea of woman, womanhood. I know re in my reality. I know I didn't go through a puberty <clears throat> that, that, that a, a cis woman would go through. But that doesn't mean I can't empathize with it. It doesn't mean I can't understand it. I can't understand it on a medical level. I can't understand it. And, and I will listen and I love to listen to people's experiences. 
But to say I am less of a person or I am pretending to be a person or I am um, half a person or whatever it is, and I shouldn't be allowed to call myself female, is authoritarian, it's dogmatic, it's uh, Puritan, it comes down to draconian ideas of how we define ourselves through our f- physical nature. So so in, in a politics where, like imagine a world where there's, you know, if if your qualification for being a woman is measured, it can't be measured. It cannot be measured. It can be seen, it can be observed in a biological sense, but you can't be defined by it because if you start defining human beings by what they can do physically uh, in terms of reproduction, yeah, it's a then you, t- you will go down a fascistic route. Yeah. And that is welcome, fa- welcome to transphobia. Exactly. So, 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 why the audience might clap along when people say women can't have penises? And yeah, of yeah, course, it's just you know what I mean. It's like, making, nobody says. Yeah, we know this. But you know what? Yeah. You know, but you see, the thing is, with see, with me and the way I feel and the way I present myself and the way I approach the world is, I I love to f- mess with that formula because I I have I I describe myself in ways I say I'm a transgender lesbian sperm producing female because I'm attacking the language I'm interested in why why that can be my reality and yeah. it doesn't mean anything at all that's what so so people don't get that and I think when when I uh, when I sometimes make I mean I don't know if it's sarcasm there is a sarcastic side to it but when I have these conversations with anti-trans people and I say things like that, I know I'm leaning into their prejudices. Do you know what I mean? I'm 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 baiting the part of them that will that the brain is broken. You know, that's what that's what I do. But I, but you'll never you'll never heal those people because they just they just they're entrenched. Yeah. Although I have heard about people that have been reformed turfs that did b- believe in a gender critical view and then uh, they did sort of change it's, it's, them. I have to say it's quite it's quite depressing that every time we do this podcast, we are basically talking about the same things yeah. from a different angle, from a different person, from a different organisation, coming mm. out with more kind of transphobic positions it feels like it's getting worse well i don't use the term transphobic anymore i okay. use gender critical whatever you well, want to no, say no, no, fascist. I, said, I said trans hostile trans hostile yeah same trans, trans hostile and trans skeptic because you can be a you, you know you can be trans skeptic you can say look oh, it's they all mean the same things they don't like trans people but i don't think the phobe because because it's not that i don't believe transphobia is a thing of course it is but because it's been so Gammy, like repeated and repeated and repeated. It just doesn't doesn't have the impact. But it's quite depressing, it isn't it? Do you, are you, are you, does it affect you? I, I feel, you know, recently I, my kind of where I'm at with my mental health, they, all this stuff has affected me. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I mean, been, it, it I mean, brings you down. You know, I've talked to you about And then you go to it. something like I was at, yeah, yesterday at Blackpool. Mm. You know, everybody's really nice. Everybody's being really super well, that's friendly. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's the reality. But I, I went through a phase a few months ago of being frightened to look at my phone. Because, well, yeah. And I and, and I wake up in the morning and think, oh, God, you know. I mean, I we need to, to really some, take care of our, 
you know, our individual have... and collective mental health when all this shit's going on. So, so I've compartmentalized a little bit, like my online life and my real life, because I'll bait people online and I will play into. So, you know, we're living you know, in the, we're living in a country where we have to. You know, we've become accustomed to this, and we're we're having to deal with it mm. on a daily basis. But you know, I was going into you know, that those... has a that takes its toll over time. But you know, I was going into those Twitter spaces where the bait. You know, it's just like if you think the things they type on on the Twitter, um, normal Twitter is bad. When they think those well, spaces it, are horrendous, they they will say things in those spaces they know they're not accountable for. Yeah. So 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 the real mask off is there. And that's why I go in them because uh, uh, I I. But think, you're not going to hear anything new in there. But 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 I contribute to them, and I and I, I know I'm I know I'm putting myself in harm's way by doing it. Uh, but I feel like I've got to get in the way of it. Like it's a sort of putting. It's like building a dam, but it doesn't work, does it? Really, it doesn't work. It's it's not easy. I'm building my dam between transphobia and beauty, but the dam might break and I'll get dam, drowned. Yeah, the I'll dam get drowned in hate. Yeah. All right, where did where did you do your banking? I hope it's not with the Halifax. Nope. <laughs> so who yeah. gives you transphobia? <laughs> this story is a bit of a weird one. Howard from the Halifax adverts rages against diversity and pronouns in a cringe protest song. Now I've I've never I'd no idea who this guy is. He was probably doing these adverts when I was not in he, the well, UK. He, he he did a he did a series of adverts for the iPhone. There was a few of them, but he was the most popular one, and he and he became like a bit of a cult. So is this cult. several years ago? Yeah, it's about 10, 10 15 years ago. Yeah, and he did and he, and he was chosen right. This is why he was chosen. He's a black guy, but he looks like a geek, and that suits the Halifax because they're. They want to so see. So, what their, was the original they to, they purpose of the adverts like, he was in? They, they want to seem culturally relevant and and you know, but they don't want to be edgy, too edgy. So they'll get some black person that looks like Adrian Mole. Actually, he wore glasses like mine, <laughs> and uh, and he did these stupid adverts where he, he was exactly. cut. The the glasses are identical to yours, actually. I'm like, I have to ditch the glasses. You have to now. ditch the glasses now. So let me, wear, let me just read out some of this. I wear the glasses article. because I'm an art. Le- these are the, these glasses come from a website called artlesbian.com. Right, I'll have to get myself so, some then. Mm. Howard Brown, best known for his appearance in adverts for <laughs> Halifax Bank, has recorded a so-called protest song written by comedian Dominic Frisbee. I don't know who Dominic Frisbee is. Um, leaving some viewers raising an eyebrow, the former Halifax employee blasts fake diversity, unconscious bias training and pronouns while constantly saying what happened. Um, is a, yeah, well, what, well, you see, the idea is like it plays into this idea, it's all wokery gone mad, political correctness gone mad. And, and, and um, you know, it's GB News, it's talk TV, it's like all that. And it's just cringe. you know it's, it's it, it, it targeting people's gender identities. Brown sings, "Why do you hack to me with your identity?" And is there a new pronoun pronoun every day? You know. So uh, what I'm trying to understand is who the hell is this guy, and why is he suddenly doing this? It's like who who cares who cares about Howard? Two things: he's run out of money, and somebody's offered him this, and he's gone. Oh, 
He's made a moral decision, right? Do I stay skin or do I be an arsehole? And he's, he's chosen obviously the chosen latter. to be an arsehole. Yeah, exactly. Now, I think we should point out that Halifax is a big supporter of LGBT rights, unlike Howard. No. So this is not this is not a we're not having to go at the Halifax, we're having to go at Howard. I'm sure they're well, all big, from. all big companies are, aren't they? They all they all pay lip service to the, the Pride Week and Pride, you know, Pride Month or whatever, and 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 that's good in a way. But is it really valuable? I mean, do it's we probably. Really think... I mean, it's probably due to the fact that you know Halifax have introduced pronoun badges. That's probably where it's coming from. Sometimes I'll see memes and I'll think, oh, that's funny. That's really funny, and it'll be from some mad right winger because the, 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 I saw a picture. You know the you know the plane that dropped the bombs on Hiroshima, the Enola Gay. Where are you going with this, Frida? Right, the Enola Gay. Somebody crossed out "gay" and put LGBT. <laughs> I thought that's hilarious. But the person that was posting it was a proper right wing nut job, and I was saying, "Shit, I'm laughing at the right thing here." But it's because I thought that was a parody of of the kind of pink washing that we see from. You know, banks and big, massive corporations like BP when they try and pl- fly a pride flag. So it works. It's like it's like there's this horseshoe of right wing, right wing, right wing, right wing communism. <laughs> and then you go. <laughs> well, you know, I Maybe. don't think Howard's going to be doing any more Halifax adverts. Let's put it that yeah. way. Well, he's not going to be doing anything. That's it. His career's over now. His he might as well. Pretty much is, really. I mean, who else is going to use him in in an advert after that? Well, it was over. This is the only... I mean, I hope they Well, I mean, he's made sure it's really over now. Maybe he had a chance before. Now it's completely over. Yeah, I hope... No no company's going to want to hire somebody associated with that, are they? Let's face it. No, it's rubbish. It's nonsense. It's just a bit of pandering to the worst people among us again. Yeah, I think you'll like this next one. Johnny Rotten. Oh yeah, my, yeah, my Sex Pistols fan. But yeah, Eurovision um... twenty twenty three. So John Lydon fails in bid to be Ireland's act for Liverpool in Eurovision twenty twenty three. Yeah, I mean, it would have been. I amusing. don't know his connection with Ireland. Do you know his connection with Ireland? Is he's he Irish? Yeah, he's is he Irish. Irish? Irish. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, he's got an Irish. I've got a book about him. Yeah, he's yeah. He's uh, yeah, he's definitely Irish roots. I've not listened to the song. I don't. I'm, good. I didn't see the show. Well, I, just read, the... I just read a little bit of the article out. So, John Lydon, the former Sex Pistols frontman, has failed in his bid to represent Ireland at Eurovision. The 67-year-old yeah, like... had hoped his song "Hawaii" about his wife Nora, who lives with Alzheimer's, mm. would be chosen to bring awareness to the disease. So it was. A, I mean, it was really. It was a really good um, the thing kind of we... thing he was. Right. He was trying to do that. Yeah. Instead, the the band Wild Youth was chosen to fly the Irish flag at the song contest, and it's going to be in Liverpool in May. So yeah, yeah I mean, I said, he was I he mean, was doing a good thing there. But well, the thing is that John John Lydon just a bit of an unusual person. You, recent, you wouldn't really expect Johnny Rotten to be doing a Eurovision song. But do you know about his recent history of like going on TV and saying he supports Trump. I don't know this. his recent history. I just. Well, you one. see, what what John Lydon supports really in the back of his head is chaos. You know, it, it's not about. It's never been about anything more than that. I don't think so. So, like when he says he supports Trump, or he's you know he thinks Brexit's a good idea, 
it's because he knows his position in the culture and he know it's like Morrissey, you know, mm. they, 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 they get to that point where they just know they're not relevant anymore. So, so to be relevant or to be controversial or to be, if you, if, if you're that kind of person that's a professional controversialist, you're going to pick the thing that you think is going to get, you know, people annoyed and, and there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't have any value in politically, but I think John Lydon is somebody that worships chaos. So when I, this song is actually, because I looked at it and I thought, well, it's actually really good. You know, it's like, it's got like a real, his voice, you know, it, it, I'll tell you what's a really good um, track. Have you heard of Left Field? Uh, the band? I don't think I have. Right, they did a song. You're going to sing it to a, me. They had a really big album in 1992 or three called Leftism. And it was just really good. It was like, you know, it was like the spirit of the time, really. And John Lydon did a song on it called Open Up. Now, if somebody had said on paper, written it down, like we're going to get Sex Pistols singer to sing over a dance track. You'd have gone, oh, God, yeah, whatever. But it sounds amazing. And his voice cuts through. And it, that's the thing with Johnny. Don't I, I, I will forgive him anything. And his madness and his... He's got a good voice and he writes good songs. And that's what I, I like. So, you know, shoot me now if you think uh, I'm supporting and, you know, somebody you disagree with. But... I also disagree with him, but I, I, I think he's one of the most unique Brits. He's one of the most, I mean, he, he's he's up there with like, if you think about it, his song God Save the Queen is the actual alternative national anthem, isn't it? You know, it really that's, is. Uh, I would love to have, have to it now. I would love to have seen. God Save the Queen, the the Sex Pistols version played at the Queen's funeral. Because in, in a sense, she should appreciate it. It probably, it, I mean, it's almost acceptable now, isn't it, to do that? Yeah, because you'll see, when I, when I was in London... Most uh, people last year, disagree with that statement, by the way. When I was in London, I see it's in Camden. Tourists are having the photos taken with punks. Like Chinese, Japanese tourists, and German tourists, because because there are certain punks that will walk around with the classic punk look, and and people will pay them to have the photos taken with them. That's where we're at now. <laughs> Is there an opportunity there? Yeah, maybe we should get mohawks. Yeah, uh, start wearing some bondage trousers. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever watch Pose? Are you a Pose fan? I don't think no. you've been a Pose fan, have you? You've not watched this. What is it? Pose. You must know what Pose is. Is this the... Is this the um... Hang on. Let me pretend I know what I'm talking about. Um... The series. I think it was on BBC Two. Michaela J. Rodriguez. Mm. So... You'll have to tell me about this. Michaela because... Rod Rod Rodriguez, trans woman, mm. is now the face of uh, Charlotte Tilbury, would you believe? That's because well, actually, that's really interesting because Charlotte Tilbury is not a brand that I would associate with sort of rebellion no. or sexual transgressive. But she's not really is she? This lady, like, this lady, is very heteronormative, so she's not challenging anything. She's just being, you know, 
she's a she's a she's a big trans right she's beautiful i'm not i'm not saying she's, she's a big not... trans right yeah yeah that's great i thought no it's great I, i'm not going to be cynical about I, I was tempted to be cynical about it then and there's I, nothing to be cynical here i don't I, I was just gonna say oh she's just trying to you know be boring and do it she's trying to be the taylor no, swift i mean she's obviously making some money Nick. from it i mean she's not doing it for free but it's good to see a trans woman you know yeah, being the face you know of a a beauty, a, a beauty brand like uh, I get I get I get excited if there was a trans woman bin woman. Exactly. I don't care. <laughs> so the the po the pose star appears in the beauty skincare brand new pillow talk campaign, which celebrates a decade of best selling range. Actually, so, I've just sorry no, sorry sorry to interrupt you. I know I'm interrupting a bit, but you don't interrupt, that, do you? Won't that be interesting? Not, I've never known you to interrupt, really. I think we should interview somebody on the podcast that just does a normal, you know, not not an exceptional job, just, you know, somebody that's just getting on with life. Like, say they work in NASDA or they work in the, you know, in a cath. And just talk about their experiences, you know, just ask them, like, what's, well, what's it like? Because that sometimes... Just normal everyday trans people like us. Yeah, because that's sometimes that's more valuable and more interested than talking about somebody that's, you know, it's you know, I, I, I'm endlessly fascinated by celebrities, but I just think it would be nice. I mean, we can't get any bloody celebrities, can we? Because we don't have. <laughs> I'm not, we're not gonna. We're not. We're not gonna get um, Paris Lees to come on our podcast, are we? Let's be realistic, Frida. But what I'm saying is, it'd Why be not? nice. It'd be nice to talk to someone who's not mad or you know has some sort of eccentric thing about them and and just say look what do you do you know what's your life like and you know so you know yeah i mean i'd be up for that why not yeah let's do that let's let's find somebody let's ask that is anybody that just is anybody you know, watching wants you know, to come on and have well, that chat let us know well, i, I kind of joked before then didn't i when i said about a trans woman ben woman but the reason the, what i meant there was just, yeah, but just, why would they? Why they not? Why would they not be a trans woman? Being exactly, exactly. You know, so, so because we're not talking about the detail of the job. We're actually just talking to somebody that's functioning in the real world, and that is a very important job to me. You know what I mean? Like I'd say, like you know, we we all kind of we all kind of aspire to be something, but. Actually, yeah, I, I mean, personal that. personal stories around trans why people's are, lives. Why yeah, are, those are, those can be quite interesting. Why I mean, are, that's are that's what I used to do with my other podcasts, the one I, you know, transclusive. Before you met me, before it all went, which tits. I still have and I still do. Before it went tits up, before it went all went, <laughs> went, all went south. Yeah, before I got you into. So no, that, that's a series of podcasts with just normal trans yeah, people yeah. in their lives. You know, it's um, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah, I think that's. So yeah, anybody wants to come on. This or transclusive, let us know and we'll set that up. Well, we want we we want to hear from people that are just enjoying life and getting on with. It. I mean, it's you know you you, you have struggle. Everybody has struggles, don't they? And, you got anything yeah. exciting or interesting to come on and talk about? Yeah, why not? Yeah, everybody's everybody's life's exciting and interesting. I mean, you know, you know, um, sometimes you watch documentaries about people, and and they're always like some kind of influencer, or they're always some kind of somebody's done. Love Island, or I don't know. I want to watch documentaries about people that you, you see. Know, we, we've we've had this mechanics. conversation about representation, haven't we, in the past yeah, on yeah. one of our episodes? And if you watch TV, you're not going to see much trans represent representation because you know why not? Where are they all? 
Yeah, obviously, you know. I mean, you see, if you if you if you talk about when have you seen a trans person on TV recently? Mm. When has it when has it not been in the news? It's not been on a news show. It's not mm. been on something like Question Time. No, it's exactly. not been on the kind of things you've been on. Where else have you seen a trans person mm. in TV? Holly yeah, that's yeah, that's it. That, that, well, well, if you think about it, that, Coronation that... Street a long time ago. Is there anything else? Any other programs I've missed? Oh, there's probably loads of them that I've forgotten yeah. about. But um, well, well, obviously Annie Wallace. But it's a rare, yeah, it's a rare occurrence, though, isn't it? There's not like there's not somebody mm. on there's not a trans person on the telly who you, who's there on a daily basis. Yeah, well, India Willoughby or was doing a show like biggest. I mean, imagine Question Time. It India... was India Willoughby doing the Question Time. Why not? She's a newsreader, but well, this is the problem, isn't it? Because that, like during that question time uh, debate, there was that 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 woman that was an audience member that was saying, "I don't believe men can be with whatever she was yeah, saying." Yeah, you know, some turf. she what she might have been served. She might have been served by a trans woman in a in a cafe or a, or a bar. Well, yeah, but she would never has. have known. She would never have known. It's probably interacted. And, uh, and she might have interacted with yeah. and, and if she did interact with someone like me or you in real life, I don't think she would have that venomous streak to her. I just think she would be polite. And I think she would understand that while that view she has, you know, is kind of... She'll probably come to some understanding at some point in her but, life like, where, why she's wrong. It's not that I want her to come to an understanding. It's just that she can't exist in the world like that. You know, you, Well, she's doing currently. Well, yeah, going but on a show like that and no, saying no, those things. Well, that's not the real. That's what I'm saying. It's not the real. Well, world. it's the real world in the sense that it happened. Yeah. But mm. you know, if she was, yeah, if she was to try to do that in her everyday life and have that attitude with everybody she would run it ran into, I mean, yeah, yeah because it wouldn't it, it wouldn't be just trans people she'd have a problem with, would it? Because exactly. you, if you, if your tolerance is that low, you know, <laughs> it would be everybody who does not like her in the mirror, you know, yeah, yeah, everybody that doesn't wear crap dresses from Primark, exactly. <laughs> now, this next story BHS. this next this... story really got me irritated this is it's my one of my favorite topics religion so this is a story around a church in greater manchester which is now offering transgender baptisms <laughs> now oh, i love this story what what on earth is this about okay transgender ba baptisms are to be offered for the first time in the uk by a church in Greater Manchester. So um, let me just read a little bit of the article. So the New Chapel Unitarian and Free Christian Church in Denton, Tameside, not far from here, Frida, agreed the uh, agreed the move in its annual general meeting. Jean Clements, the church's worship leader, whatever one of those is, um, proposed the change after meeting a couple who had a transgender child. The church was moved to make a change in order to help those in the same situation. Mrs. Clement said, I felt saddened by the fact that this family were being shunned by many mainstream churches. However, when the family came to the new chapel, the congregation welcomed them with open arms. Mm. So what I'm what I'm really interested in knowing the answer to is what is a transgender baptism and how does it differ from a non-transgender baptism? Mm. Well so that's not defined in the in the article, but Are you I think ready? someone needs to ask that question. Are you ready for my opinion on this? Go, go on. <laughs> right. Now, when I was baptised, 
part part of the baptism what a baptism is right traditionally and in the bible and whatever it's the it's an exorcism it that's what it is it's to say no demonic spirits it's to stamp on your head that you belong to god yeah but it's an ex what, what it's saying is if you don't baptize your child they would be they would be uh potentially subject to evil spirits that's what that's where it comes from originally now it doesn't just exist in catholic it, it exists in a lot of religions in the world the idea that you anoint a child to bring it into the presence of god whatever that god is now the thing is with this that makes me think is like do you know when do you know when terse talk about gender ideology unfortunately i do yes yeah, so so what that gender ideology is really is it goes back to this because it's like you, this child is male or female based on what we observe about it, right? So so besides being a medical observation or a physical observation, it becomes a spiritual observation, and it and it's like saying that the boy child is anointed in a certain way and the girl child is anointed in another way. Now, by mention by sexing the child in that moment, so 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 what I'm saying is like when when people talk about what it means to be male and female, it proved this proves that there is something spiritual and God God given in some people's minds about the idea of the male and the female, and it's like when we go to I, I had this vision in my mind of like say you went to a gender clinic. And the way that they that they present, like, say, if you went through that process of going to a gender clinic, a gender pathway. But what we understand, there's no end to that gender pathway. But imagine if there was a point in that process where they gave you a certificate and baptized you in the name of the father and son. You are now Frida. You are now female. That's what a baptism is. You and know then I mean? dipped you into a bath of estrogen yeah. gel. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and uh, full of rainbows and sparkles, and so, <laughs> so so we so I'm going to start my little church of well, I'm going to start my little trans church, and if you want to be baptized as as the gender you you are not you weren't assigned at birth, you come to me and I will I I will anoint you, and I and and because it's it's it is all about ritual, it's all about the idea, and, and that's what we there is part of our you human soul that that absolutely um you know is is it's key to us so like when my, when i was i remember ta i remember talking to my mum about my baptism because she was saying like when you know when i came out and i said i want to be called frida and all that she was saying because she showed me because like when i got baptized so did said, she did she say you're gonna have to get rebaptized? No, she didn't say that, but she was she she saw because my mum's religious and she wanted me to come to church with her. And I said, "Oh, mum, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it, because uh, your church people are a bit judgy." And and she goes, "No, just a little." And and I went to church with mum. When I go, my mum always makes a point of introducing me to her church people as her daughter, and to me. That is the most spiritual, the most beautiful. I know it's all airy fairy, and it probably shouldn't mean anything, but because I know, no, but it's so, important to you. But so I know, I right? I know what's going on in my mum's mind. So mm. if anyone was to say to my mum, "There, that's not your daughter. That's your son," she she would know that's an aggression. She would know that somebody's 
whether 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 you care whether it's a belief or not, that is something my mum's invested in. So you don't insult her like that, and you don't insult me like that. So that that people forget that, and I think this story about the trans baptism made me think about that, and and how we are. It, we we think we live in a secular society now. We don't. We're all atheists. We don't really care about you know. We don't think about God, but actually we do. We replace those beliefs with other beliefs. We replace them. We don't get rid of them. The the internal thing that makes you religious is never taken away. It is replaced. Some people turn to drugs. <laughs> Some people will go and climb Everest and try and reach the top of the mountain and, and become explorers. But you're always chasing summit. You know what I mean? So that 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 idea of religion never goes away because it's part of who we are as human beings. So um I I think it's it's a great thing. If and you don't have to be religious, you know, you don't have to be religious to understand it. It's like um it's it feels to me like that this church as by by doing this is the most political thing. That it's more political than any activism that I can imagine. Because yeah, but what is a transgender baptism, and how does it differ from a normal one? Well, you just get you know loads. I mean, they of... shouldn't. What I'm, what I'm saying is, it sh they shouldn't it's be to... offering a transgender <laughs> baptism. They should be offering a baptism. Why is it different? No, no, it is different because Why what it's different? saying it because because imagine. Well, yeah, I, I understand what, you, what you're saying, but imagine if, to be different. if you were baptized in one way where it says. I know, I know it's not a leap. But if somebody know... changes their name, you don't get rebaptized, do you? No, but 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 there's a mental process. No, but if 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 some if someone oh, maybe has, just... has has one name as a child and get baptized in that name, if they mm -hmm. later in life decide to change the name, they don't go back and say, "Oh, I need to get rebaptized," do they? No, no, I know I understand that. But what what so, I was, tra I what, know, I was I mean, what, what I was trying to get if someone's coming to religion for the first time and wants to be baptized. I mean, that's fine. That's what you want to do. But this place is saying we're going to offer a transgender baptism as though it's something different to any other kind of baptisms they're going to do. And why yeah. is it different? What makes it different? Is it because I, they're saying mm, something different in the wording? Mm, are they, oh, yeah. You know, are they saying are they are they saying this is a transgender person I, in I the wording? Think, what are they I doing think, differently? I need to know. It's it's quite annoying. Mm, I, I find it I quite think, annoying. Yeah, I understand what you mean, and I'd understand if it it, it would make more sense if it was a non-binary baptism. It's like going to the supermarket and being told, "Oh, you're trans. You have to buy the transgender bread, not the not the normal bread." <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like what's oh, the difference? Yeah, no. yeah. Oh, you've just totally ruined everything that I said. Now I know but that's that's what <laughs> Mickey. That's why it kind of came to my attention. I mean, had it just been had it just been an article it... that said this church is now, you know. Mm doing baptisms for everybody they're not discriminating against trans people anymore that, that's fine but why I, I, why well, say I'll a transgender I'll baptism i'll tell you why i'll tell you why right because in within religion uh, like say if you if you were baptized in one way and you and, and and then you decided i still want to have a relationship with that religion and god or whatever it is i want to be accepted as my new name and my new gender that I that, just take that them to your and say, "Here you go. Here's my new name." Yeah, yeah. But there's that element. To, but but you mentioned bread there, and that made me think that there are some people in this world that would rather believe that the bread 
um like, like the wine i'm just talking bro- about your warburton's everyday sliced loaf here no don't look don't go in too deep here frida well what i was going to say is like there are people in this world that believe that bread and wine are the body and blood of jesus and they would rather believe that than believe that somebody like us can exist and that is your discognitive dissonance because they 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 they're happy to believe in those kind of abstract concepts and those really deep kind of ritualistic things but when it comes to the idea of oh actually you might not be the gender you're assigned at birth it's like oh my god you can't believe that that's insane i do love a warburton's crumpet by the way those are quite nice yeah well a warburton's crumpet really if you think about it it's like it's like a religious experience it it? is it is i mean yeah now you're talking now you've got the ritual crumpet with a bit of, bit of butter. You, can't you put it. the your ritual of putting the butter on, which could be mm. the semen of Jesus. I think you're going yeah. a bit too far there. <laughs> Did I just say the semen of Jesus on the podcast? Yeah, you're going a bit too far. <laughs> I think I've just I think I've just written my next poem. I think you se- just um, given me a segment I, to um, edit out there. Uh, I've got a, I've, let I've me just. just let I, me I, I, hang well, up. That, 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 let me just read out a bit more of the um, article here. So, freedom and tolerance. Mrs. Clements described her congregation as a multi generational community who are very willing to accept change and progress, and said the Unitarian movement stands for freedom, reason, and tolerance. Now, again, why are you saying this in context with trans people? Are you saying that you're tolerating us? You know, I don't want to hear someone say, oh, I'm going to tolerate you. No, no. I don't want any of that bullshit. That's it. That's even worse than saying they hate us. I know. New Chapel stressed it is for other Unitarian chapels within neighbouring districts to decide for themselves whether they wish to offer similar services. So they're offering this as a transgender service. The church said this transgender service will be very similar to an adult baptism. Mm. Unbelievable. It's silly. Yeah, I, just, yeah, like, I do get, I do get, I do about? get, yeah, isn't it? Anything to do religious, though. I mean, it's like, why do we care? You know, like when you see the the Archbishop of Canterbury on the news going on about. It's, what... it's again, once again, these religions thinking they have some kind of authority over us and they're right and we just have yeah. to go along with it. It's just nonsense. Yeah. Get over yourselves, people. Mm. I just want to drink the semen of Jesus. Well, here you go, then. You wanted to end on a slutty, a slutty point. <laughs> so here you go. LGBT conservatives hand out free condoms in parliament, in parliament, and they're as sexy as you might imagine. So, yeah, we normally end on a funny <laughs> ever, story or a good con- news story. I'm not sure what kind of story this is, but it's probably right up Frida's alley because well, she likes to talk about sex. Well, I don't. I mean, it's just if you want a contraceptive, make a Tory condom. You know what I mean? It's like it comes the down Conservatives have brought back, brought back their branded condoms, despite reports they've been hastily axed. Be careful how you ax a condom, by the way, um, and are being given away to members. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was yeah. funny. Uh, to members, be honest, though, members of the LGBT plus conservatives group reportedly handed out the condoms during this week's LGBT plus conservative conference at parliament slogans include the honorable member <laughs> and labor isn't working well this condom will be will be 99 can i be honest with you some, can I be honest hang on hang on some of the condoms honored openly lgbt plus tory politicians 
such as yeah. Gary Sambrook, <laughs> Strap It for Sambrook, Nick Rogers, <laughs> Roger for Nick, and Andrew Boff, <laughs> Boff safely. Photos of the condoms were shared online by the BBC journalist. So, you know, there's there's nothing less sexy than a conservative branded I'd rather, condom. I'd rather risk getting an STD than use a Tory condom. I'd rather go for a <laughs> transgender baptism at the local church, to be honest. I'd go for both. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on, be realistic. Like you're in, you're in the moment. You're in, you're with whatever the guy, and and you're all sexy and you're all sweaty, and you got to think, what what political party are your condoms from? <laughs> I've got to read. I've got to read some more of these because comments. Because I hilarious. want some liberal Democrat rubbers. <laughs> okay. The conservative condoms are named. Never kissed a Tory, but I've had safe sex with one. And we're due to launch at the Conservative Party Conference uh, 2022 in October. <laughs> LGBT conservatives said the condoms will help people have pretty sa- pretty safe sex. <laughs> but former Prime Minister Liz Truss reportedly put a stop to the branded con- contraception. The party announced on the 22nd of September last year they would no longer be distributing distributing its slogan condoms at the party's conference. Email seen by Pink News suggests the the group was asked to withdraw the con- condoms by Liz Truss. Withdraw? Withdraw the condoms by Liz Truss, yeah. In an email exchange, LGBT plus Conservatives Chair Elena Bunbury wrote that they were withdrawn to avoid promoting a sexual image of the party in the wake of the Chris Pincher scandal, who was investigated for two allegedly alleged incidents of sexual assault. It's just you just can't make this shit up, can you? It makes you wonder like, are there SNP condoms? Are there Labour Party condoms? Are there Liberal Democrat condoms? Are they Britain First condom? What is this condom obsession? You know, I don't care what it says on the condom. I just want to whatever. <laughs> no, there's there's more. There's more. Hang on. Not only have the Conservative Party previously flopped on handing out condoms under Boris Johnson's premiership, some of the unwanted climaxes have included strapping life-size reforms of the Gender Recognition Act and excluding trans people from a conversion therapy ban. Well, you know what we're going to have to do now, don't you? We're going to have to get some gender nebulous condoms condoms, and give them out at Pride. And then people will see our website and enjoy a bit of nookie nookie did i just say that you know, what, what, year, what year is it um, <clears throat> but yeah, i think that's a good idea you know because i was thinking about getting flyers made because i go to a lot of events and stuff so, and... yeah a range a range of i think this is a this is you know the the conversation we had a, around protest sex, sex packs what you can do is protests i think having a range of condoms with slogans on them would be quite amusing. Yeah, but I prefer Burbank. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, um, yeah, I think it's a great idea because you can get those little packs made like in a cardboard folder and it's got like some yeah. lube. lube. What you get? Lube, two condoms and some advice. There you go. The, the advice needs to be: don't do it, girl. You're, you could. Um, you're going to regret it. You could have a word with LGBT Foundation in Manchester and see if they're prepared to uh, do this. What do you think? Yeah. Oh my god, I've, 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 I'm getting all excited thinking about it. Well, thinking about branded condoms. Yeah. 
Not slogans. our pr promotional activities. Because if I'll tell you what, if Kelly J. Keane can make a load of money out of T-shirts and uh, selling tat on the internet, we can make some money selling. Well, I wouldn't want to sell them. I just give them away, and then we can get some. Get so gender. Money. So what we're suggesting here is gender nebulous contraceptives. Yeah. Okay. Not contraceptives. Safe sex packs. I'm not going to get pregnant, am I? Yet. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't even know how to answer that question. Yeah, I understand what you say. Safe sex packs, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, don't, we, we don't want to be having any of that, you know. You know, Because I was thinking about having flyers and stuff like that made, but I think that's dead boring. We need, we need sex packs. Sex packs and other personal... Um, and we could have little. We could have little quotes from the podcast on on the on packet the, on the packet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah and, and what, would on what what kind of quotes are you thinking about? Uh, Frida likes the semen of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've said some mad shit on this podcast, but I think that's the worst. That's probably the worst <laughs> thing you ever said. My mum's listening. She's like praying now. She's going, oh, God, the feel of Mary. She needs to pray harder. Oh. I need to have a word with your mum because she's not praying hard enough. <laughs> she needs to pray harder. And she needs to get you, uh, I... needs to, she needs to make an appointment to get you one of those um, transgender baptisms. Yeah, I think I will. I think I'll go and get myself dunked and cleansed. Yeah. Yeah. Cleansed. And needs in to be bleach. cleansed from head to toe in bleach. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't try this at home. These colours don't run. Anyway, that was anyway, that we've was got it. to the end. We've done an hour and a half. Good yeah, grief. And, and as we've been speaking, well, I'm going to catch up with what's been going on in Glasgow. So, okay, give us a quick update. This, this, this. Over to get... you in Glasgow, Frida. But uh, let me just like, let's have a quick look on my live feed. Oh, like, you know what? It's been really slow. So. But anyway, I, last time I looked, it was all very peaceful. It's, you know, it was all very. But it's not going to be on the six o'clock news, huh? Yeah, the let women speak thing's still going on, but it's just, you know, it descends into ridiculousness of people saying women can't have penises. I mean, like, so. Wild, I mean, these are not really. I'll tell you what, if a woman. Not wants really issues to... that, you know. If a, if a woman wants to be talking to about when it comes into to women's rights, they're not really. No, it's ridiculous. Get over it. Get a get a get a new hobby. Get a new hobby, exactly. So that's, yeah, that's it, a good slogan for our one of our condoms. Get a new hobby. <laughs> Let me just have a quick look on uh, my feed because I'm following the whole Glasgow thing. So I'm going to say big loves to Beth Pickle and all the organisers of that because what they're doing is absolutely amazing, and I just love everything that they do. And uh, the the fairies are out in force. So the fur is flying. The furries, you mean, not the fairies. Fair, I said furries, didn't I? Furries. Your accent. Say it. Furries. Furries. Right. So thanks for watching. And we're going to sing our little don't forget to subscribe thing now, oh, aren't God. we? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah you always ready? ready. Always ready. One, two, three. Don't, don't forget, forget to, to subscribe. subscribe. You didn't do it in time either. It got its, don't forget to subscribe. I think I hit the wrong note there. Anyway, you get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So thanks for watching. Please like, please subscribe. Please come back and listen to our ridiculousness once more.
Thank you for tolerating me. Thank you for wasting an hour and a half of your life. <laughs> no, they they love us. They love us. Um, hope, hopefully we'll get the Paul Bloomer podcast out this week um, when I've had a chance to do the edit. And because of Frida's comments in this particular episode, that's going to be delayed by several days. Oh, no, um, no, I didn't say anything. Keep keep that in. I love that. Everything, everything about that. There's nothing rude in there, was there? There's nothing rude. There was. What? Oh, grief. This is a family show, Frida. Keep the semen Jesus. <laughs> right. So on that note, I will sign us off. I'm, I'm going to pray now. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.